Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Tuesday, August 23rd. And uh, kind of, uh, we've got baseball today. We got we got stuff going on. I'm in the middle of recording the uh, the first uh the first couple of uh, chapters of the new version, the new advanced, the advanced, the advanced players version <coughs> of the theory of daily fantasy sports. How to think like a professional DFS player. If you want to get want to get the 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 beginner, if you want to call it the beginner's version, the original, right, the starter version, go to theoryofdfs.com. It's a fifteen hour audio DFS masterclass. Teaches you all the game theory concepts of DFS, regardless of the sport. So go pick that up because you're gonna you're gonna need the information in here to kind of get the information in the advanced players course. Uh so, so that's why I'm kind of pushing that here. Uh we've been working on it. Uh James has been working on tools for the past month or so. Uh, I've been I've been working, I'm I'm start I'm starting the recording today. I have everything outlined. I have a hold, it's it's multiple pages long of bullet points and everything. So that I don't know how long it's gonna be, probably somewhere between 10 and 15 hours in addition to the Excel tools that will be available to you. And two, two of which a couple of, no, a couple of these tools are not like, not even available. Like I think two of them don't even actually exist anywhere in the industry. And then there's a couple that, that do exist, but you probably have to have like your own, your own version of it. You have to run it yourself type of thing. So I want to show off some of, some of that stuff. James is, is working some of, some of the display things. So I have like the, the first draft, Kind of the beta versions of it, uh, showing you off, uh, showing off that this week. Uh, hopefully, we get this out the door by by next week, or at least by by NFL season. So, give me those thumbs ups, thummy thumbs in the morning. You know how much I love the thummy thumbs. Good morning, guys in the chat. Wata Suki Singh, Chris Aaron's, MJC, Doug L, Mister Richard. Right, hit that subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Uh, but yeah, so some of the tools that, uh, that James has made, uh, very, very helpful or, or at least it, if they're not completely applicable for your day's play in, uh, in DFS, at least highlights and shows like proof of the concepts that are, that are inside the class. Like for instance, uh, the difference between a blunt, like we, we talk a lot about, I talk a lot about blunt methodologies. Blunt methodologies versus precise methodologies. Now, precise methodologies, most are not available to you, right? You're going to have to work that out yourself. Blunt, plenty. But how do you use blunt methodologies to win at DFS? Blunt methodology, what are we talking about when we talk about blunt methodologies? Like the most blunt methodology on like player projections would be for you to make up your own numbers. Right, make up. Ah, uh, what what do I what do I think is uh, Ronald Acuna is going to do today? Uh fourteen points. Like that would be the most blunt, and of course it would be the least accurate. You just, well, he's facing this pitcher. He's doing this thing. He's, you're putting together all these variables, and then you're coming up with a number, and then who knows how accurate that number is in the long run. Uh and and that and that is what you think is going to happen. That let alone a range of outcomes. How often does Ronald Acuna get zero today? How often does Ronald Cooney get 28 today? How often does Ronald Cooney get three today? 
How often does it get five today? Good luck coming up with those numbers yourself, right? What's the more precise way of coming up with those numbers? Well, actually building your own projection model, actually running your own simulations of players. Well, we we have that here at, at Roto-Grinders. Like we have, we have whether or not you're using the plate IQ projections or the bat X projections from Derek Cardi. Like these, these are more precise. Are they, are they 100% accurate? No, nothing's 100% accurate. This isn't, there's no, there's no R of one here. Are they more accurate than you doing it in your head? Absolutely. So this would be considered a, a, a precise, a more precise methodology. A blunt methodology would be like deciding how much, how much owner, how much uh, total ownership in your lineup, like ownership sum. Now, obviously, the ownership projections are more precise than you doing them in your head. But playing lineups based on a total number of ownership is not a precise way of judging the, quote, leverage in your lineup. It's not a precise way. It's a blunt way. It's better than doing nothing, right? It's better than trying to come up with it in your head. But, like, you wouldn't actually know, for instance, let's say if we ran two lineups, okay? Let's say you're playing cash games in MLB right? Where you don't really care that much about correlation. You kind of just want to play the, the highest median projected lineup that you can. That has a, you know, that gets you a 50th percentile outcome, that type of thing. So you, you run, you run two lineups and you go, okay. You go, well, I could play one or the other, right? Like the top two lineups. One is 113.28. One is 113.26. Then you look at the ownership and you go, well, this, this lineup, on top is owned much more than the lineup underneath. Now in a GPP, you'd much rather play the second lineup, right? To get the sim, a same amount, virtually the same amount of median points for less total ownership. That's a blunt way of figuring out which, which lineup when ownership matters, I'm not saying it matters in cash games, when it matters in GPPs, why wouldn't you want the same amount of points for less total ownership. But total ownership isn't like the be-all, end-all, right? Because basically this lineup up here has a 53% owned A.J. Pollock, right? Based on our, our projections, I guess. Is that a mistake? I don't know. I'm just using the numbers that are in here right now. This one doesn't. But the projection difference isn't, isn't dramatic. So in GPPs, you'd much rather, for relative value purposes, have the lower-owned lineup. But how do you prove that? Now, in the long run, lower-owned total lineups have more relative value than higher-owned lineups with, with, with the similar projections. But on this given slate, based on do you know on the uh, exact range of outcomes of all these players, whether or not 35 to 40 points in, of ownership is worth 0.2 points in projection. Now, from a directional standpoint, yes. Right, they're, they're they're dramatically different in ownership. Enough. It's not like we're talking about ten percentage points in ownership, five percentage points in ownership. But just looking at total ownership is a is a blunt methodology. Like I'm just highlighting this. Like, oh, we want to play lineups that have the highest projection for the lowest ownership. Like that, in and of itself, is a blunt methodology because we're not simulating any outcomes. We're not pitting two lineups together. We're not taking. Hey, what do we think the lineups are going to be in this 20,000 entry contest? And then running all of those lineups with our lineup and seeing 
over one trial, over five trials, over a thousand trials, over 10,000 trials, using the range of outcomes of all the players, the correlation coefficients of all the players, all the lineups that are in the contest, the payout structure of the contest, and figuring out an exact expected value of that lineup, of each of each lineup. And even then, that's not that's not 100% accurate because we're basing it around ownership percentages. So we're trying to figure out what the most likely lineups we're going up against. And also the, the player's range of outcomes is not 100% accurate, right? It's, it's long run, it's 95% accurate, right? The range of outcomes is, is good. The ownership, maybe 90% accurate. So even then there's wiggle room that, hey, if you simulate it out a thousand times, there's less accuracy than simulating it out a hundred thousand times or a hundred million times, okay? Do you have access to even do that? Most don't, right? We don't offer it. It's typically, uh, you know, server intensive. That's why you typically don't, you're not going to see uh, these types of things available as far as, you know, a web application. You probably have to run it on your own computer or on AWS or something like that. You could, you could do it in Excel to some extent, right? But you're not going to know. So you're, you're, you're dealing with just blunt methodologies to know, well, if my competition in this contest is weak enough, now it doesn't mean that it doesn't contain sharp players, but if the overall skill of this contest is low enough where people aren't even doing the blunt methodologies, then the blunt methodologies is profitable will end up being profitable. And at some point, maybe it's 10 years down the road, that the fields are not weak enough that even a blunt methodology turns a profit, that you need to be precise. But typically at that point, the rake will eat you up. The rake eats everyone up, right? A 15% rake on some of these contests. So that's why we talk, that's why on this show and in my courses, we talk about blunt methodologies. I'm not, not going to sit there and teach you Python and teach you that how to run Monte Carlo Sims in, in Excel. Like you could look, you could look that stuff up. You could kind of build, try to build something yourself, but it's not a computer programming course. It's how to win at DFS using blunt methodologies, but also it's useful to have more precise methodologies incorporated into your arsenal. Even if you're just doing it just to, you know, crazy check yourself. Well, if I play one lineup or the other, right? If you're, you're, you're trying to decide, I ran these two lineups, right? So I just, the top two line, right? I just ran two. What's the difference between these two? We got Rodon Ray, Rodon Ray, Melendez versus Heim. We got Low there. We got Massey. We got Rivera. Okay, Brad Miller at shortstop instead of Seeger. Newt Bar, Judge Acuna. This is Cole Calhoun, Pollock, and Acuna. So this is like a 4v4. So the difference between these two lineups is what? Four different players? Judge, Newt Bar, Miller, Melendez. And this is Pollock, Calhoun, Seeger, Heim, right? Instead of Melendez. So a 4v4. But the projection is not that that different. The ownership is, is different. And then you're sitting there going, oh, I'm playing cash games. I'm playing double ups. I want to see which, which lineup is, is truthfully better than the other lineup. Because a lot of people will ask that. Which lineup is better? Would you rather play the first one or the second one in double ups? 
right? A lot of times I lean towards the, well, I'd, I'd rather play the, the lineup that has the 53% phone guy, right? Because if he does well, and my, even though my lineup is projected the same, like 53% of my opponents will have 30 points and I'm kind of screwed. But that's, that's not a mathematical answer. That's more of a risk tolerance answer. What's the actual answer? Well, let me switch over to this. Stop the screen. On StreamYard, you always have to you have to switch between like this. Let's see. Can I find this? Share. Okay. Let's see. Can I make it bigger? Okay. I think that's that's good enough, right? Well, James, for the theory of DFS, the the, the for advanced players, we have included. And James is going to make this a little bit more robust. He's, he's, he's changing some stuff this week. That you could run more than two lineups. There may be up to 10 lineups. So what I've done is I've plugged in, in this Excel spreadsheet, the, proje- the projections for today. The bat projections. So I just basically cut and paste. Name, floor, median, ceiling. Right? So you have here Freddie Freeman. 0.56 floor, median 8, ceiling 18.64. Right, and just plug that in for everyone. Right, you see, scroll down. I just cut and paste the columns, and then in this section, cut and paste two lineups. So here's that top lineup with Rodon and Heim, and Seeger and Calhoun and Pollock, and here's that second lineup with Newt Bar and Judge right here. And what this is going to do is you're going to is going to simulate these two lineups. From a Monte Carlo, this doesn't take into account correlation. It, doesn't, it only takes into account just a Monte Carlo of uh, of the player's range of outcomes. Each with a little bit of a little bit of randomness thrown in. So it just runs the two against each other twenty five hundred times, and it'll show you that the total combined floor of the first lineup is eighty three. Second lineup is seventy five. Like you see the median differences. The median differences, the ceiling differences, right? The lowest it scores, the highest it scores, the middle it scores, the standard deviation, and the win percentages. Now, between these two lineups, based on just 2,500 simulations, it's pretty much the same. Lineup one is slightly low, ever so slightly, that it doesn't even matter. Like, within the, within the rake, it doesn't even matter. 49% versus 48.92%. Right, you can cut and paste this again. You could have it run again. Sit out. Run it again. Right. 50% to 46%. Right. We could run this again. We'll have a button in there. So you could you could run the simulations again. Because obviously in only 2,500 simulations, like you're gonna get you can get some variance in there. If you ran it a hundred thousand a million times, it'll be it'll it'll be a little bit more accurate. But of course, that'll take way more time in Excel. So if I cut and paste this again, let's go. Let's cut and paste this again. Control C. Control V. Right. Forty-eight forty-nine. Do it again. Fifty-one forty-six. So we see that the second lineup. Actually, in a lot of 2,500 simulations, actually does maybe a little bit better, right? But not for not not that much, not that much better. So if you were choosing between both these lineups, right? Here's one: uh, 49 to 48, 49.2 to 48.4. I know it's very small on your screen, probably. 
right? He's 52 to 46, right? We go again, 50 to 46. It seems like lineup two has maybe a, a higher ceiling than the first one. That's what it seems like, just a little bit. But of course, it doesn't contain the 53% on Pollock. So if you're choosing between the two lineups, all this is saying is that uh, it's 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 so close. Why are you bothering spending that much time even considering the difference between these two? And you go, oh, maybe the first one has a high. The first one does have a higher floor. I mean, you can see that just just in the just in the lineups. The first one has a higher floor. Second one has a higher ceiling. Which one does better against each other? Well, the second one ends up winning a little bit more, just a little bit more. Does that mean that you play that in cash games? No. But this is a tool that allow you to choose between two lineups. Did pit two lineups? We'll make it that you could pit multiple lineups. Then James is adding so you could do up to 10 lineups against each other. So now for like, this would be like a cash game version of using this type of tool. Now imagine doing it for GPP. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go back, stop the screen, share the screen. I'm going to go back, and now I'm going to build GPP lineups, okay? And we're not going to worry about necessarily correlation because the, the, the simulation is not, going to, not, is not going to care about correlation. So let's say I'm, I'm building five-man stacks. Let's, let's have, a, let's have a, a large spread between just running exposure percentage just, just to get a whole bunch of lineups, okay? We're running two lineups. And let's say we run... Uh, a Rangers line. It seems like a lot of Rangers today in the bat projections. So let's where were the Rangers today? I'm trying to find two lineups that are very, very different from each other. So 50% Texas, and let's see what what's uh, what's uh, who's what's the line one of the lower totals on the slate. Let's see what's going on today. What's like a leverage play today? I get maybe the Reds, the Reds against Ranger Suarez, maybe. Let's see the Reds, the Tigers against Rodon. Okay, let's let's do the Tigers against Rodon, right? Because obviously Rodon's going to be a, a popular picture. The Tigers, where are the Tigers? Okay, so I'm just trying to get two lineups. So fifty percent. Let's see if it'll even run this. Two lineups: one Rangers stack and one Tigers stack. Let's see if it does this. Okay, so here we go. Two lineups that are different in projection by about six, six and a half points. So here's Rodon, Ray, and a Ranger stack with Rivera, Newt, Barr, and Pollock. Okay? Obviously, it's heavily owned. Then we have one that's 100 percentage points lower in ownership, 106.27. So it projects for a little six and a half or so. This is Verlander, Ray, Haas, Cabrera, you know, the Tiger Stack, Rivera, Judge, Acuna. So really, it don't it only shares, looks like it only shares two players, Ray and Rivera. So this is an 8v8 between these two lineups. Well, now if you were pitting these lineups against each other, just common sense-wise, you have to expect the first one to win more than the second one against each other. Right, we're not talking about GPPs where the ownership which comes in first. You'd have to simulate the contest for that, which 
Let's just say in Excel, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to do that very well. Okay, so let's let's export these two lineups and plug them in. How often does the first lineup beat the second lineup? Oh, I pressed the build button, sorry. Let's export this. Because most people will look and go, wow, the first lineup must beat the second lineup. God knows how many times. Well, what's God knows how many? What What is that number? Because the median projection difference is only six and a half. It's not, it's not 30. So what is that number? How often does the first lineup do, does beat the second lineup? Okay, so I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. Let's switch the screen again. Share screen. Go to my lineup sims right over here. I'm going to cut and paste the first one. Okay, so we got the first one. First one, paste it over here. This one against whatever lineup we had underneath there. I don't know what that was. And then the second one with the Tigers stack. There we go. So the first one we see here on the screen, which is small, looks much bigger on my screen. Let's see. Can I can I zoom in? No, that doesn't that doesn't necessarily zoom in. I don't know how to do this in Excel to get. Can I get it oh, close enough? Whatever. But we see here the first lineup wins in this 2,500 trial simulation 58% of the time, 58 to 39.72. So the first lineup, the lowest result was 81. Highest result was 60, 162. The second lineup, lowest result was 72. Ceiling was 162. So like, the ceilings were about the same. Obviously, the floor is much lower on the second lineup with the with the with the Tigers players in it. Fifty-eight to thirty-nine. 50, almost almost fifty-eight to forty. Let's plug it in again. Run it again. Okay, 30, 57, 39. Right? We see the ceilings. We see the ceilings between these two lineups are not that different in the simulation. It's just that the floor is much lower. Let's plug it in and run it again. Right, okay. 58, 39. I mean, it's about six. Let's just call it a 60, 40. Now, if you went into the slate and you just said, it's like, oh, do I play Chalk Ranger stack and and Carlos Rodon and Robbie Ray and whatever? And then you go, oh, how about, how about I play the Tigers stack against Robbie Ray? And people act as if you're like, oh my God, you're a crazy man. You're absolutely nuts to do that. I'm talking about in GPP, not in like cash games. So a lot of times the reaction is, is that, oh, okay, this is, oh, this lineup is gr- good, but it's too chalky. You need to find something a little bit different, right? Well, I don't know about stacking the Tigers against Rodon. I, I don't, I don't think that's necessary. I think you're nuts. Are you really nuts to play a, li- a lineup that you look at and you go, well, I wish I could play this. It's just too high owned. And a lineup that you think is absolutely crazy. The only difference, the difference is look 60-40. If you just pit the two lineups against each other, this lineup that you think is crazy will still win 40% of the time. You score more points than the other line. 40% of the time. So when people go, especially in baseball, we'll see a little bit different results in, in, in on an NBA slate because the range of outcomes are much narrower. 
But imagine me telling you beforehand that the second lineup has as high of a ceiling as the, as the first lineup. You'd think I'm nuts. And people wonder why I play some of these, quote, nutso lineups, and they act like, like, oh, my God, how do you ever win? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm playing I'm playing lineups that are that have less of a shot at beating other lineups, but they have lo- so much less ownership. Once you factor an ownership into this, if I told you the first lineup is 187% total ownership, which is a blunt number, the second one is 81% total ownership, which is a blunt number. But in running these simulations in Excel, that the second lineup has about as high of a ceiling as the first lineup. Why the hell wouldn't you play the second lineup over the first lineup in a large field GPP? Of course you would. Right? We could plug, we could, you could run this all you want. The difference between these two lineups, yes, the first lineup is better. But from a from a ceiling perspective, it's not that much better. Using the projections that we have, obviously, you want to change the projections. You want to plug in whatever numbers the hell you want. Obviously, this will change. Imagine playing two lineups that are much closer together. So let's say, let's say we do this. Okay, I'm going to close this down. I'm going to leave this up over here because I'm going to run in lineup HQ. Go to the stacks page. Instead of switching back and forth between windows. I'm not going to give Texas stacks or or Tiger stacks. I'm just going to run a couple of lineups to see what stacks, you know, 5X, what what the top, the top number of unique players won. Just I want what one of the t- top 10 lineups. See if there's two different stacks. Okay, so I ran, so we get the Rangers line. We get the Rangers. We get the Rangers, 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 Rangers. Do we get anything that's not the Rangers? Based on the bat projections. No, I'm just looking for okay. We when we're not getting anything else. Let me let me run even more lineups. I thought we'd maybe get something more. Okay. I'll put it back on lineup HQ. Okay. So we're just trying to find like the top Rangers line stack lineup and then the top whatever the next stack is. Right, stack summary. Still getting 100%. Still getting all the Rangers. Okay, two hitter stacks over here. Can we get anything other than the Rangers today in the bat projections as of 10.45? Okay. I'll put, I'll, let's put it on 300. Are we really going to get 300 Rangers stacks before we get anything else? But we'll see. If you got any questions in the chat, feel free to post them in. Wait, ask if I think that judge is going to be worth it tonight. I, I don't know what's going to happen. DFS is not figuring out what's going to happen about building better lineups than your opponents. Adrian A says, uh, I won 2001 stacking against Scherzer like three years ago when he was the best in the game. It doesn't make sense, but it works. I love this analysis. You shouldn't get out of this that this is you stack against Rodon. You should get out of this. You should get out of this that two lineups that are within six median points of each other, seven median points of each other, aren't that dramatically. Yes, there's 60 40 or so. Right. As you go down in projection, obviously that the percentages will increase. The, the differences between lineups that you could play in DFS, especially for large field GPPs, are not as dramatic as you think. That when you go, oh, okay, I can't, I can't fade this guy. I can't fade that pitcher. I can't fade that stack. I can't I can't play that stack. I can't play that guy. I can't take this three percent on pitcher. Well, 
use use this tool. Pit the two lineups against each other and go, wow, okay, the difference between these two lineups isn't as dramatic as I thought. Is it different? Yeah, but it's not as dramatic as I thought. Shannon Lambert thinks those Rangers are going to be 20-plus percent on you. On a 15-game slate, it's probably probably over-owned. Why are the Rangers projecting well today? Let's see. I don't know, because I haven't even looked at the slate. Oh, because oh, they're in Colorado. Okay, now I get it. Now we get it. Now we get some, yeah, now, yeah, Lowe and Heim and Tavai, all these guys that are under 3K. Yeah, it's the classic first game in cores and DraftKings forgets. Okay, now, now I see why. So I'm running 300. Let's let, do we get, do we, in the first 300 lineups, do we get a lineup that isn't, isn't a Texas stack? All right, let's stop it here. Let's, let's, let's see. I'm just trying to find the the next the next highest, All right? Stack summer no 270. Yeah, of course, no all the Texas. Okay, so what I'm going to have to do is uh, let's let's put it down to 20, and just at least put stacks of uh, you know Texas or is Texas no more than 50 percent, so we get something else, something else, real. Right, because Shannon Lambert says because you get easily get core stacks with high price pitchers on DK. I'm just doing this just so we could find two lineups that are close enough, that are that are close enough in projection but different in players. So yes, we got a lot of Tigers here, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Rangers here. Let's delete other builds. Okay, so let's see what's the top as of now. What's the top Ranger stack? Because obviously the up, the projections updated. Okay, so let's let's eliminate. Okay, the the Royals apparently are next. Okay, so we got the Texas stack. So let's get rid of the ones underneath it. So we get the highest Texas stack. So I'm just looking for two lineups. Okay, there's the Texas stack, and let's say what's the highest Ranger stack? What's the highest Royals? Royals. What am I talking about? Okay. It's just all based on the bat projections as of now. Uh, go through. Okay, so we got we got the two lineups. Okay, so we got this Rangers stack. Rodon Ray Ray five X. Then we got this Royals: Melendez, Massey, Do- Dozier, Witt, Michael Taylor, with Benatendi, Acuna. How many players does it share? One, two, three with Low. Three with low and Acuna down here. That's what it looks like. Four. It shares four players. So out of the 10 lineup spots, it's a 6v6. Okay. So let's plug these two lineups in. One has a median of 113. One has a median of 111.65. So like a one and a half point difference in projection. In median projection. So I'm going to export these two lineups. Let's. Stop the screen and share the Excel document. Where are we? There we go. Okay. So I'm going to export these two. Open. Okay. I'm going to plug in the first one. Plug in the first one up here. Plug in the second one down here. So the first one is the top Ranger stack. The second one is the top Royals stack lineup. Plug them in. Lineup one is obviously going to be a little bit better. 
but the win, but the differences in the win percentage between the two aren't that dramatic. One seems to have a higher floor. Let's plug this in again and run another 2,500. Okay, maybe no, maybe the second one, right? Here, look, the second one won in the 2,500 simulations. Just a little bit more. Okay, let's let's plug it in again, right? They're not as dramatically different as you think, right? Let's run it again. 49-48, right? Line of one ended up with uh, 169 as its ceiling and a lower floor. This one ended a little bit differently on the, o- the other way around. So if we compare these two lineups together and we just keep on running, we're just looking and running, it's like line of one seems to beat out line of two Probably maybe a little bit more, but some in some 2,500 runs, it's the other way around. Is there that dramatic of a difference between these two lineups? Not as dramatic as you would think. Even though one is playing the, rain, the, the Chalk Rangers stack and the next one is playing the Royals. Now, if we compare that to the ownership of these two lineups, it's like, well, one is 30 percentage points lower in total ownership, which is a blunt, a blunt way. Of doing it. So it's like, well, if you let's say you were playing a single entry 121 or something like that. If this lineup was going to be even more owned in single entry, why wouldn't you play the second lineup? Just play the Royals. We could concede the fact that lineup one with the Rangers is is a better median lineup. I'll concede that fact. I mean, it's said. I mean, we have the numbers to show it. But in running 2,500 simulations, which is not which is not a million simulations, but at least something, that the lineups are much closer than you think they are. They're not as dramatic as you think. So this tool, this sim, it's it basically we're giving you, in the advanced players version of uh, Theory of DFS, it's coming with Excel tools. You'll get this. You will you will get this. You don't have to build it yourself. We'll make it so that you could you could not only plug in two lineups, you could put five lineups. You could plug in ten lineups. I think ten is going to be the max. That you could change the like the percentile threshold of like, because then you're going to get like outliers if you don't like cut off. Yeah, you have to add a little bit of randomness for these Monte Carlo sims. So let's say you're deciding between okay, let me take a look at five lineups together, and run them against each other. And multiple times and go, okay, are these lineups that dramatically different than I think? Are are they, are they not? Am I, am I wasting the tons of time trying to decide between five lineups that are practically the same? You don't know. Run the Sims and find out. Well, this is not a robust, this is not running contest simulations you're not running the entire 121 single entry you're trying you're not trying to extrapolate lineups based on the ownership and then run the contest as a full contest all of the lineups in the contest i'm not even sure if you'd be able to even do that in excel i you could you can do that in excel whether or not your computer will blow up or the time constraint on it would be would be stupid like it may be for the smaller contests. You were running a 10-man contest. Maybe you could do it in Excel within within a reasonable time frame. You're trying to run, you're trying to run a large field GPP, 
and run every lineup. You First, you have to extrapolate lineups. Then you have to run all the lineups and you have to run the, and then you have to assign the payouts and then add the, it, it, you'd be sitting there for, you'd run, you'd, you'd put it, you plug it in and uh, you'd be sitting there for an hour or two. Right. For a large field, I don't know, maybe all day. The whole, the spinning ball, the, the beach ball will be just, you know, but we could do something this simple, which is not available. Most, I mean, you can't, you really can't find a little like lineup simulator like this anywhere. They can plug anything you want. I mean, this is not just for baseball. Like we just left spots that like, okay, plug, as long as you have, you plug in your projections, which you can cut and paste right out of, right out of, you could download right out of lineup HQ. And you can just run lineups against each other in a little simulation. Why the hell not? You're trying to decide between two things. And obviously, like I mentioned before about how many players are shared between the two lineups, that the the, the differences of the results between the two lineups are going to be higher or wider the more different the players are between the two lineups. And that's that's kind of part of the, the advanced course as well. Using, using you know, a, a basic version of combinatorics to uh, gain relative value on your opponents. Adrian A., is there a way to see how often the so-called top stack actually wins? It, it seems that like it rarely does. The top stack does rarely win. It wins the most amount of time for the number of teams on the slate. You would, you would have to run full simulations. Like this this simulation is, this is a simple simulation. You'd have to run a full simulation of, of every stack, every combination of every stack. We have that at Rotogrinders. It's called Slate IQ, where we run those simulations. So we could see, let's see, with Slate IQ. It's probably not out yet today. Can I find Roto Grinders Slate? Okay, let's uh, find a previous version. Right, just I'm just looking for whatever for uh, August 24th for Monday, August. Okay, this was old two years ago. No, we don't even have the. Yeah, okay, it's not even plugged in. But yeah, we 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 run this based on our plate IQ projections. On a 15-game slate, right? We have a 15-game slate today? A 16, 15, a lot of games. The top stack will win 18% of the time, which means it doesn't win 82% of the time because 2% it's this and 3% it's that and 1% it's that. It still wins more of the time. But how many how many teams are on this slate? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. If I told you the Texas Rangers have a chance of being the top stack 20% of the time, that is the highest, that's the top stack. The next best team is maybe 8% of the time. We may have like, Detroit, maybe 1% of the time. So it's say, okay, the Rangers are the top stack. They win the most amount of times out of 30 teams, which means 20% of the time, 
They're the top stack. And 80% of the time, it's one of the other 29 teams. So it's like, oh, they rarely win. Yeah, they, 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 no one says that they win the most. And 20% is high for the top stack, for a top stack percentage if you ran the simulations on a 15 game slate. The top stack on most slates is 12%, right? 10 to 14%, something like that. So let's say the top stack was 10%. That means the next top stack is what, 9%, 8%? You have some at 5%. So the top stack is 10% of the time. Oh, and it didn't come in. Oh, it's it's. it feels as if nine out of 10 times, the top stack isn't the top stack. And what you, you're just stating the obvious. Well, the top stack is only a 10% chance. It's just higher than the other. It's the highest out of how many teams are on the slate. One stack is 10%. The next stack is 8%. What's the difference between the two? This much? So if the Rangers were 20%, that means 80% of the time, some other team is the top stack. 20% is a lot on a slate. So if 10%. What's the difference between a top, the top stack being 10% and the, one of the other stacks halfway down the list is 5%? Only, it's only the top stack twice as often as the other team. 90%, it means 90% of the time it's one of the other teams. Oh, Shannon Lambert says you could fit in Verlander Ray with a five-man Rangers and three-man Astros tonight on TK. Yes, you could do a, a, what I would suggest on a 15-game slate. I, w- I wouldn't I I wouldn't I wouldn't have any problem just exiting out the Rangers, <laughs> depending on the ownership. If everyone's gonna be if everyone's gonna be doing that, it's so it's such a big slate, and the Rangers don't even have that like that dramatic of a team total, like in comparison. And the Astros have a higher team total. Colorado has a higher team total. Yeah, well, there are a lot of low team totals. Well, Atlanta's 4.75. The Yankees, the, the Blue Jays, right? I'd, I'd have no problem. If I was playing single entry, and maybe just X out the X out the Rangers. <sighs> so I just wanted to show you one of the tools that is going to be uh, included in the, in the, the advanced players version of the theory of daily fantasy sports. Showing that off throughout the week. Tomorrow we got Grinders Live right, in, in the morning. So it'll be no pregame show. I'll be on it. But uh, we got it. We got an early slate tomorrow. But as as these tools, you know, as long as you have Excel, you could run any, you could run all these things. You could, you could build this yourself or you could just get it as part, part of the package. It's coming out before, within, by the time the NFL starts, I don't want to promise next week. Our aim is next week, but I don't want to promise. But you should go out before you get that and get the the, the first version, the, the starter version, the 15-hour audio DFS masterclass, the theory of daily fantasy sports, how to think like a professional DFS player, 15 hours long. It applies to any sport. You can see the table of contents here. Go to theoryofdfs.com. Remember, DFS is a game. You play it as a game. As long as you have everything compiled down into numbers, really is not really about sports anymore. Right? 
That's what I did. I mean, look, look at the look at the little tool here. Like you do this for any sport, fine. You could we could go into the PGA projections. You just plug in the PGA projections here, right? To this sheet. Then you plug in whatever lineups here, and it'll run a simulation for you. A smaller simulation, twenty five hundred. Can we get it up to ten thousand? Can we get? I don't know if the difference between twenty five hundred and ten thousand is worth it. We want to make it quick. Make it as quick as possible. So that should be coming out within the next two weeks. Give me those thummy thumbs on your way out the door. Thummy thumbs, you know how much I love the thummy thumbs. Uh, they'll cover the entire uh, MLB slate later today on Grinders Live. Grinders Live. Coming up at 5 o'clock Eastern. Then uh, crunch time follows that. Kevin Roth will probably have to give an update. I don't know if there's, is there any weather going on today? Any any weather issues on today's slate? Let's take a look quickly. Ah, maybe the Boston game, right? Maybe maybe the Yankee game, maybe. So not much for for a fifteen game slate, really, really not as much as I would have thought. But he'll be breaking that down all for you. We'll get real time updates on the weather. They'll be going around the horn, giving their picks, their plays, their everything. Uh, we got uh, stuff going on in the scores and odds YouTube channel. Grants over there with live locks and uh and I'll I'll be back tomorrow on Grinders Live and then on then on Thursday again hopefully I'll show off an, another tool another tool another excel tool that you will get it is part of the package of the advanced players version of the theory of daily fantasy sports it'll have another I don't know 10 to 15 hours worth of audio have a whole bunch of these little excel tools for you to use and make it make it so much more easier and more efficient for you to win, to actually win and profit at daily fantasy sports. So I'll be back. I'll be back next time. I'll answer any questions you want on any of these tools, any any of the course, anything you want. And uh, we'll go over some stuff again. We'll review. We'll answer DFS strategy questions like I'll always do on the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com. <laughs> 